Hi, welcome to your Hollywood crime scene mini-sode. Hi. How's it going? Uh, pretty good. It's hot here in LA. Whew. Oh my God, it's so hot here. Sorry, let me just fix that. It's currently 97 degrees out, I think. Have you screen grabbed the temperature and posted it on social media yet? <laughs> Um, no, but I'm going to get to that right away before the temperature drops, just so I can have everyone feel bad for me, I guess. I don't think you need to because everyone else has done it. It's too bad. (laughs) You missed your opportunity (laughs) to be a trendsetter. (laughs) So today, uh, for our mini-sode, we are talking about the curse of the 1976 film, The Omen. I love that movie. So I I was going to say, I assume you've seen this film before. Of course. Uh, yeah. surprisingly, I hadn't seen this film until a few days ago. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, you know, I grew up watching all of the seventies and eighties horror films. Those were all my favorite movies. Right. And this was one of those classic films from that era that I just have never seen. I love it. I love anything with devil children in it. That's really? like my favorite <laughs> genre. And there's so many good devil movies from the seventies. Yeah. There's Uh, a lot of devil stuff from the 70s. Also, like, if you think about it, every guy is kind of like Damien. You just don't know. You don't know it. (laughs) You don't know it yet. If they're like a devil guy or maybe they're just a cute boy. Who knows? (laughs) It's a gamble. It it could be anything. It's really a gamble. There's so many moments in this movie I love. So I'm excited because I don't really know a ton about the curse. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. We'll see. Will I be shocked? Who knows? Will I have a sigh or a gasp that everyone seems to love? (laughs) I love your gasp. Okay, so this is The Omen Curse. Now, uh, the film stars Gregory Peck. Hi. Yeah, he's cute. He plays the ambassador, the American ambassador to London in the film and also the father of Damien. So Gregory Peck... um, agreed to do the film uh, in 1975, and just a few months after he agreed to be in The Omen, his oldest son, Jonathan Peck, killed himself. He actually shot himself in the head, and he did not leave a note, and it was just completely without any explanation. So that's pretty creepy. Um, I think, you know, they consider that part of the curse Uh of The Omen because it did happen after he accepted the film role, and Jonathan's death seemed to be pretty random it didn't it wasn't expected like he wasn't he wasn't like a lifetime like like always suicidal he had a good career and how old was he um i think he was like 35 so he was an adult he was an adult right yeah he was an adult but he wasn't old um so he didn't leave a note so when gregory um but he was still going to do the film and when gregory left the u.s for london to begin filming his plane was traveling across the Atlantic through a very treacherous storm. So Gregory's like pretty scared. He's going, I mean, like anytime you're on an airplane and there's even a little bit of turbulence, I feel like everyone has that moment where they're just like, oh God. Yeah. It's e- fucking, I'm getting scared right now. Yeah. Like, I mean, being on an airplane when there's turbulence, that is like the ultimate fucking fear because I like, at least for me, because like you have n- absolutely no control. It is one of those situations. You're stuck. You're stuck. You're in a metal tube hurtling across the sky. And there is literally nothing you can do about it. One thing I always think about, 
and this doesn't really help is that most crashes happen on takeoff and landing <laughs> and not midair. I think about that too. <laughs> like that's the thing, even though I still do vomit a lot. Right. Like I'm, I'm the person You're who throws up during turbulence. Oh really? Oh yeah. You use the barf bags. Of course. <laughs> I've filled up many barf bags. I have in never my day. used a barf I've bag. I've even barfed without a barf bag and they had to throw coffee grinds on it. <laughs> it was humiliating. Where were you flying to? Phoenix. It was only oh, it was like God. an hour flight. Oh, and I yes. barfed like five minutes before landing. <laughs> so yes, I am a barfer. But yeah, that's what I think with the turbulence, I think. The real bar the real bad part is that I'm gonna barf soon. <laughs> I'd rather die. I just, again. I also think to calm myself down, I also think that, oh, they, the worst, like the crashes, they always happen landing and takeoff. So if I'm in like mid flight, I'm like, all right, right. it's probably just turbulence. Because if it was an explosion, you just would <laughs> be over instantly. Right. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, but my mom would always explain it to me, like whenever there was bumps while we're in the air traveling, she'd be like, it's just like bumps in a car. You're riding along the car. It's like bumps in the road and it's not it, it's still it's still frightening i i feel like a lot of people have had mild turbulence but i've actually had severe turbulence I have you ever too. had yes when i the first time i had severe turbulence i was like oh fuck like everything else was like fucking pussy turbulence right this is insane like i couldn't believe well, when it's yeah. like dropping when the brain's right, like dropping right. down so i think i had always been like sure i've been through turbulence like it's not great but it's fine and then the first time i had really severe turbulence i was like holy fucking shit this is terrible well i was flying um i took three airplanes to um go visit my family in micronesia which is like out in the middle of the pacific ocean like 1500 miles east of the Philippines. So it's pretty fucking far. Right. And on the last plane to get there from California, I had to fly this little teeny tiny prop plane from Ugh. from Guam to Saipan, which is the island. And this motherfucking plane, it was only a 45 minute flight, but that flight was one of the scary. I mean, the entire yeah. time it was just like I don't know if like, I could fly in a non commercial oh jet. I was like, I was sweating. Yeah. I was fucking That's scary. sweating. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. We're, we're talking Side about airplanes, track. but at least this will build up the tension for what's about to happen <laughs> next. So, uh, Gregory Peck is in this airplane and the plane is fucking struck by lightning. What? Yes. Now, fortunately, um, the rest of the flight went smoothly, I guess, or they didn't die is what I'm trying to say, but it was struck by lightning and being struck by lightning is one of those occurrences where that's pretty rare. Right. And I don't know how the plane, I mean, I don't know how I'm not the scientist on the show. So maybe you can, I don't know if Desi, I could make up, something. you could make up something about why the lightning didn't just explode the plane. Um, maybe they had like a rubber, <laughs> <laughs> they had a rubber ball something. gag in there. Yeah. They, the plane had a rubber ball gag on <laughs> and that just sort of took all the energy. Okay. That's, uh -huh. a, I, I'll I take know. that. Sure. I could picture a plane with a ball gag on. Couldn't you? <laughs> totally. <laughs> the, welcome to the BDSM plane. So, um, his plane was struck by lightning, but fortunately he made it safely to London, but this was not the last time that lightning would strike. Really? Yes. <laughs> Is that metaphorically? <laughs> Uh, no, that's literal. <laughs> I just wrote that in my notes because I thought it was snappy dialogue. Yeah, it is pretty snappy. Um, the Omen screenwriter, David Seltzer, he got on a plane soon after Gregory Peck and he was also headed to London. This is just a few days later after Gregory's flight. Lightning. 
Not long. Uh, yeah, that plane got also struck by lightning. He was Shit. fine now. Yeah, lightning. And not long after David Seltzer's flight, the film's producer, Mace Newfeld, was on an airplane and it was struck by lightning. And this time the engine shut down and all the power in the plane went out while the film's producer is on the airplane. And he was later um, quoted saying that it was the longest five minutes of his life, which I feel like, yeah, that would be the longest five minutes. I think so. I, I mean, you really are just like praying to Jesus at that point. There's nothing else you can do. Right. So, um, I'm trying to fuck someone. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to fuck someone. Who, who wants to be my last dick? Who wants to be my last dick? We're all going yeah. down. That would suck if you had like no dick, no you. good dick yeah. to fuck on your last flight as the plane's going down. Yeah. I can't even imagine the horror. <laughs> <laughs> um, during filming, the production team, this is not the first, the last airplane horror either by the way sorry guys during production um or sorry during filming the production team chartered a small plane to do the aerial shots and at the last minute the team had to cancel the flight due to scheduling conflicts and that plane was then reserved for a group of japanese businessmen everyone on board died when the plane crashed shit yeah so and the plane also crashed into a car and everyone in that car died obviously Wow. Yeah. Um, so that was like a really scary close call that happened. Now, Mace Newfeld, he's the film's producer. He would cheat death a second time during production. While they were filming in London, he was staying at the Hilton and the IRA bombed it. Wow. Yeah. Now, he wasn't at the hotel during the time of the bombing, fortunately, but that is pretty fucking scary. Um, the IRA also bombed a restaurant in London, uh, that the director, Richard Donner, the producer, Mace Newfield, and some of the film's actors had planned to go eat there and they missed the explosion just by minutes because they were still on their way to the restaurant. I feel like the IRA isn't bombing as much. <laughs> Doesn't it seem Do like they still exist? Pro- I, I don't know, but it seems like it used to be a bigger thing. Yeah. I but know. I, I feel, feel like, like in this heard... era it was bigger. Yeah. Um, it was trendy. It was hot in the 70s. I really don't know much about the IRA, which stands for the Irish Republican Army, just that they like to bomb a lot of shit. Yeah. They in London. In, in, in London and England. In, in they didn't seem maybe. like nice people. You know, I saw the Daniel Day-Lewis movie. <laughs> what was that? I think it was in the name of the father. I can't remember. Oh, it sounds One really of those, boring. It's, it's an old movie. Okay, so producer Harvey Bernhardt was shook. He began wearing a crucifix on set. What's his name? Bernhardt. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think that's necessarily Jewish. No. That was just my first thought. I was like, I'm, don't worry, guys, I'm Jewish. So, like, anything I say is fine. Um, mm-hmm. I just was like, as a Jew, like, if I was the producer on this film and all this shit would happen, I don't know. I might start wearing a crucifix just to be safe. I don't care. I don't care whose God it is. Fucking protect me. Um, he said later in an interview, the devil was at work. He didn't want the picture made. Oh, so he wanted to back out? Um, well, he said that later, that oh, the okay. devil didn't want the picture made. I see. Um, I love the idea that the devil is worried about the picture. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I'm sorry. I totally, like we said in um, our bonus episode we talked about ghosts in our uh, bonus episode this week 
Um, I'm not really afraid of the devil. I really like, and I think that's sort of been why I never was like that attracted to seeing the omen before. Cause like the devil stuff, religious horror doesn't really scare me. Cause I grew up not religious and also like right. Jews don't believe in heaven well, and hell. But I don't believe in that stuff either, but the right. movie is still scary. Like, no, I know yeah. it's still scary, but I just feel like, I don't know. Some I like pe- it. But Some maybe, people like religious horror and I'm just never been like that scared by it. It I could guess. be because I was more aware of like the satanic panic. Right. And so I, I kind of am fascinated by the idea of all that stuff. And there right. are a lot of good devil movies, like I yeah. said, in the 70s. Because Rosemary's Baby is my favorite movie of all time. And that is a devil movie. Yeah. So even though I don't believe in it, I don't believe in ghosts either, but I can still be scared. Of course. By a ghost story. But yeah, I like, I do like religious horror, I guess. Yeah. I think it's just a like, whatever. It's like a taste thing, whatever is like your thing. But I never got that into religious horror. But I, or having said that I also never have had any kind of fear about religious horror so but I do think at this point since I am I am kind of super okay look I can be very superstitious sometimes so I do think that I would like start wearing a crucifix on set I would just take precautions I would would be like what's next I'm gonna be fucking this crucifix (laughs) when the devil possesses me (laughs) I know what happens that's true (laughs) I don't need any dildos around my neck. <laughs> I'm really glad that that's what you think of when you think of crucifixes is a little pocket handheld dildo that you can just to go dildo to go. I know what happens. Um, <clears throat> so the producer, he did not want the movie to be made. Beauty should be good for you. And that's why we're excited to tell you about Beauty Counter. Beauty Counter is a clean makeup and skincare brand that started in 2013, disrupting the beauty industry by shedding a light on the need for stronger ingredient regulations in the personal care products that we use daily. Today, Beauty Counter is the leading clean beauty brand creating innovative and high-performing products that are safer and cleaner than even their like-minded competitors. So what do we mean by clean? Over 1,800 questionable ingredients are never used in Beauty Counter's formulations. They call this their never list. You can learn more at beautycounter.com, where you're also going to want to check out their incredible products. Best of all, if you're a new customer and you order through March 15th, you'll get free shipping on your order of $100 or more when you use the code HOLLYWOOD. Once again, to get free shipping on your order of $100 or more, go to beautycounter.com and use the code HOLLYWOOD. As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy, getting out of it is hard, especially if your credit score isn't great. Thankfully now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high interest credit card debt. I know firsthand that there's nothing more frustrating than trying to pay something down and your payments are pretty much just paying off the interest. Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They believe in you. The best part? Once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. So free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is top-ranked in their category with a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash Hollywood to find out how low your Upstart rate is. 
Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash Hollywood. Uh, now, there is a famous scene in the movie that takes place at the zoo. Damien, the little devil child, mm-hmm. and his mother, they go on a nice little day trip to the zoo. And at this particular zoo in London, I guess, you drive around in your car at like the outdoor safari park. Right. And you can go on your own personal little safari. And there's one famous scene in the movie where their car is parked next to a group of baboons. Wait, are they? Yeah, they're baboons. Well, what's a, what's a crowd of baboons called? I, I, am I supposed to make up like a Twitter joke? No. <laughs> <laughs> that joke, that format needs to be retired too, by the way. I, I felt on the spot like I was supposed to be like, who called it a crowd of baboons instead of a, instead of a Congress. A big pink ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I think there actually is like a group of animals that's called a Congress. There is, but I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's baboons. Um, Okay, so they're uh, filming this scene and the baboons attack the car in the scene and it's very scary. And when I'm watching this, I'm like, oh, monkeys are my favorite animals. I'm like, oh, baboons. Like, you know, but they are scary in the movie. Well, they'll rip your fucking face off. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) It's true. Look, you see them in a diaper, like a chimp on a show where they're wearing a little cute diaper, like a little baby with a pacifier. Right. But they'll rip your fucking face It's off. true. And you know, chimps now, ever since that story came out like 12 years ago, that lady who got her face ripped off yeah. by the chimp, I haven't liked chimps that much anymore. I am scared of chimps now. But they are the cutest monkey. No, capuchin monkeys are the cutest monkey. No, but chimps, when they have a diaper, are very cute. <laughs> but you could put an even teenier, tinier diaper on the little That's capuchin true. monkey. That's true. Gorillas and capuchin monkeys, those are my favorite of the primates. Okay. I love gorillas. Um, I mean, even though gorillas, I guess, will just could straight maul you. They'll straight up kill you. But Coco won't. I don't believe in Coco. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> what? You don't believe in Coco? Yeah, I don't believe she really knows how to speak sign language. <laughs> First of all, Coco's going to officiate my wedding should I ever get married. I won't settle for any other officiant. Okay, we'll have to have this as a bonus episode. Okay. The Coco. So, uh, so this scene takes place at the zoo. So after <clears throat> filming the scene, uh, one of the zoo people, zookeepers, forgot to secure one of the lions and it ended up only job yeah you had one job and it killed them it killed the zookeeper yeah okay at least that happened (laughs) not like an innocent person (laughs) (laughs) that sucks it does they got killed by a lion um there were also rottweilers in the film yes those see those dogs scare me they were scary they're fucking scary the rottweilers in the film famously attack um gregory peck and that photographer guy right and they're pretty fucking scary in the movie. And that scene goes on for so long when they're in the graveyard. It's so fucking freaking. Yeah, it's terrifying. Um, and so the Rottweilers in the film got pretty out of control uh, during filming. They also attacked and nearly killed the stuntman who was Standing in out. that scene. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> that was weird. And here is what I think. I'm going to save the best curse slash worst curse in my opinion for last okay so if you you may remember in the film the omen there's um a scene where the photographer who kind of plays the uh the guy who teams up with gregory peck's character to crack this case about how to fucking deal with 
him having this devil child, Damien. Right. And they go all over the Europe and then they go to the Middle East, like Jerusalem, I think, to figure out how to stop Damien. Right. And when they're in, I'm pretty sure it's Jerusalem, they're there and um, they, uh, Gregory Peck's like, I'm done. I'm done. I can't kill a child, you know? Right. And so he tosses the knives that they had gotten from this magical archaeologist, <clears throat> spiritual man. And uh, the photographer goes and runs to retrieve the knives. But as he's digging around and looking for the knives, uh, a, a car goes in reverse and a huge sheet um, of glass slides off the bed of this truck that's going in reverse and it slices the photographer's head off his right, body. Right. And it was pretty shocking even for like, you know, seventies horror. It was just like, I'm sure at the time it was like right. really fucking gross. And I mean, now it's like obviously like such a model head. Well, CGI and stuff too. Yeah. It's just not as shocking. It's not as shocking. Um, but it is still gross and, and a really cool scene. So that guy, um, who uh, played the photographer, his special effects artist, the special effects artist for the whole film who did that very famous effect. A few months after the release of the movie, I think in August of 1976, this guy, John Richardson, the, uh, the FX artist, he was working on the film A Bridge Too Far, and that was filming in the Netherlands. And he was driving one day with his girlfriend, Liz Moore, the couple got into a head-on collision with another car, and Liz, his girlfriend, was cut in half Ooh. during the car crash. It's said by another <clears throat> car's wheel, which that wheel must have been going pretty fast to do that. I'm always fascinated when people are decapitated or cut in half by things that aren't a blade. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, there was like a story a few years ago where a kid went down a water slide and was decapitated, but they never said how. And there's no like. Right. But you can get impacted so severely that you actually get your head chopped off. Your, your head right. falls off. Right. Or you get cut in half by a wheel. I mean, how does that even. I have no idea. I mean, it must have been a metal wheel. Or maybe the hubcap. Maybe it was the hubcap. See, now I'm like, oh, it's like when you're um, lying down as a magician show and the blade is going and it goes between your legs. I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, I have to think it through. I just, I couldn't find any more information on this, exactly what the wheel looked like. Right. I, I always need these details. I'm I need like, the I details need specific too. details. I want you to say the net hit his throat and cut his head off on the water slide. Or I want to say the right. wheel, how did the wheel cut her in half? You can't just tell me a wheel cut someone in half no, and not fucking explain it to I, me. I needed an explainer for that. And I couldn't find any explainers on Because they this. never explain shit like that. And it's no. like, everyone wants to know this information. We all want to know. You know, there's a detailed report. Of course. If you know how this happened, please email me or text me or Hollywood whatever. Crime scene at gmail yeah. I need to know like how this wheel cut her apart. I agree. I mean, rest in peace. <laughs> uh, well, I would like to. I'm know. just curious. It's very. It's because very... I'm very into physics. <laughs> I need to know. Very into physics. <laughs> Look, I need to know too. Uh, to make things even creepier. When John Richardson stumbled out of the vehicle after the crash, he saw the road sign. It read Amon 666. Oh. And that was like the kilometer mark was at 66.6. Oh. 
And Amen is spelled O M A N. O M M E N. Ooh. So yeah. Wait, did he die or just his girlfriend? No, he didn't die. Just his girlfriend. So he had to be there to see this line. Yeah. He knows. Damn. How awful is that? Ugh. That's like my nightmare to get into a car crash and be decapitated oh, or cut in half. God, I know. Car crashes do scare me more than plane crashes because they're you, more common. Right. I've been in a bad car accident too. Yeah. And they're, you they're, have to drive in a car every day. So it's, it's traumatizing. Yeah. It's really traumatizing. Um, so is that the end of the curse? That's the end of the curse. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, did you like the movie? I did like the movie. See, the thing I like about the movie, I find kids very creepy. I love creepy kids. Yeah. I so love creepy kids Even in if it's movies. devil or religious horror. Yeah. I like it. The kid is fucking creepy as hell in that movie. He is creepy. There's so many. And now I'm thinking, I want to watch that movie again because there's a lot of scenes I really love. Like his fucking nanny is insane too. Oh my God. His nanny is so <laughs> creepy. And also, um, I'm trying to think the... Um, when the mom just gets fucking pushed out the window oh God, at the scene. end. It, yeah. Oh so traumatizing. God. I love that actress too. Lee Remick. Also, here's the one thing that bothered me. And I know it was the seventies, but like Gregory Peck, just like, I wanted to slap him in the face when he was like, when they were talking about the abortion and he's like, Oh, she, she can't get an abortion. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, I know this is like of the time, but I just wanted to sit him down and be like, it's her body. It's her choice. <laughs> and it's probably a devil in there. Also, um, abortion was legal. I'm sorry. I know it was. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I guess maybe they wanted to play up that he was slightly religious, maybe, to make the trauma of killing a child. Right. Oh, maybe that's what it was like. Oh, I can't kill a child, even when it's just a clump of cells. <laughs> <laughs> it was dumb. It was irritating. Yeah, it is irritating. I'm trying to think about the other... Um, moment I liked I mean I really like just looking at all the 70s outfits I always love that I think I find Gregory Peck really attractive yeah he he's is hot like he's hot he's like a hot old school actor he is and he was always hot uh including in the 70s right and his but wife was hot too I'm forgetting her name right now Lee Remick yeah you mean the woman yeah yes. the mom yeah yes, she's good mom. too she's really she's good. really good um and the I never creepy. saw the remake I didn't either but it came out June 6th uh 2006 Ooh, on purpose yeah, yeah 666 clever uh that one's with julia styles i know oh okay that's right who i like her too yeah she's, she's good um uh i i do want to see the i do want to see the new one now i want to see the new one and i also saw omen too did you you didn't watch that one no when did that come out it's i think it's after the original like well yeah a few years yeah it's not like the new way omen after yeah. oh, okay I don't really remember that much, but I did see it. I yeah. think it's shitty, but I kind of like shitty horror movies. I like shitty so. horror movies. It's the one genre where I can deal. Oh, totally. It's shit. As long as it scares me or it's over the top. Even if it's sort of campy. I love campy yeah, horror movies. Me too. But that's what I grew up with. I grew up with all the 70s, me too. 80s horror me films. Me too. Um, okay. Cool. That's it. Thank you. Bye. Bye.